Set dick wick to for nation. You're trash. Do you quit what I quit? Who else? Listen, Lisa fucking Thompson. And Sam Oosterhoff. You little, little homophobe. Those turfs over there in London. Fucking trash. Trash. Bring back our education, Ontario. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I don't know. I don't like that. I'm sorry, everyone. I know I'm in a place right now. I'm also in a place right Let now. Let me live there. Let us live our lives. Lives. <laughs> Listen, everyone, you've tuned Look, in to Do You Queer What I Queer and that's, that's Elliot Tom. <laughs> And we're D-Queek. We're D-Y-Q-W-I-Q. D-Y-Q. That's so fast of you. I'd have to, like, spell it in my mind. It takes six minutes. I don't know why it sticks. I'd add in P's and sixes. Ooh, I want some P's and sixes. <laughs> what? So I keep looking at my... Oh, no, I shouldn't say that. Jesse, uh, cut that. Jesse, cut it. Tom's looking at his ass right now. <laughs> in the mirror. Wait, Jesse, give me my phone back. Literally so rude. Jesse's taking our things right he's, now. He's a thief. Actually he's a thief. literally robbing us. Thief in the night. Raccoon mask on. The thievery around. of it all. Little, little raccoon hands taking Ugh. things like apples. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? Um, I'm great. Yeah? I'm so great. I'll tell you my color later. Okay, yeah. Uh, same. I'm okay. <laughs> less great, but I'll save that for later as well. Okay. Um, uh, we've had a week. It's been a week. It's, it's been, been a terrible week in Ontario. Yes, and over the world. Yes. Um, so I think I think uh, everyone probably read it in the description, but we have a guest coming up who can probably talk to the Ontario stuff a little bit better. But I was wondering if you, as a teacher, can you talk about the education stuff, this, the curriculum? It's really really sad, and we are going to touch on this later on with our guests because spoiler, we've already recorded it. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, in the last only few days, there's been some devastating developments um, with the Ministry of Education. This is the new Ford government, of course, that yep. is doing this. And Should we, we bleep it, the name? What? Should we bleep the name out? Bleep what? Oh, let's uh, just like we call 45, we should call him something um, equally as terrible. Aquaria. Dirty Daddy. Oh, what did you say? What? <laughs> Did you say Aquaria? Oh, you piece of shit. You're so obsessed with Aquaria. Get over her, Tom. She'll never want to talk to you. I hope she never does. I have nothing to say to her. Bring in Aquaria. Uh, <laughs> Imagine. Our guest today is Aquaria. Um, listen, though. Look, though. Yeah, it's... Uh, what What is happening is really scary because it's happening really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be the summer supposed to be the dead time yeah and so a lot of people are on vacation a lot of people have their backs turned and so it's happening quickly it's it's really evil it's really gross mm-hmm. and it's sneaky yeah it's so sneaky was- um, so first of all I, I might want to say so Lisa Thompson who's our new minister of education yeah who's literally a dirt pile of trash yeah like if I, if I see her walking down the street no one can stop me from screaming absolute profanities at her no and that's in your right face. as a man to scream at a woman <laughs> <laughs> she's not a woman uh, <laughs> oh she's literal garbage okay listen uh, that was a joke that? everyone can we cut yeah that? i don't know that maybe didn't read very funny because whatever it wasn't. i fucking hate her so yeah, much she's trash care. um so uh and uh her, her, her can i say her email really fast yeah of course although i think it's changed i think she has more official email now 
oh, as of today. Oh, okay, never so mind. So we then. can corrections corner that. Okay. Unless you have the ministry one. No, the one that I sent my email to is lisa.thompson at pc.ola.org. Flood that, but there's a new one. Okay. But, but still flood that one. They must one, be redirected sure, yeah. to the new. Um, <clears throat> and of course, her, uh, her parliamentary assistant is Sam Oosterhoff. Mm. Um, he's this 20 year old twink homophobic twink homophobic bible thumping homeschooled twink um can i interject for a second my favorite wikipedia quote of all time is on sam oosterhoff's page and it says something along the lines of uh sam oosterhoff um is anti-abortion and is against same-sex marriage although has adamantly stated that he is not homophobic (laughs) what don't fucking don't i don't even understand like like, yeah like you can't just it doesn't even make sense um anyway like that twink shouldn't even be in power right now he's 20 years old and obviously he's the fact that these two fucking morons are at the the head of education Mm -hmm. makes me want to jump off this balcony immediately yep set fire to myself on the way down yep um Jesse's literally slowly shaking his head in the corner. Jesse, Jesse you're on I'm a, serious. Jesse's on a sinking Get ship. Get the fire ladder out. <laughs> Jump off the ship, my friend. <clears throat> anyway, obviously I hate these two people with every fiber of my being. Yeah. And I hate even more what they're doing in education right now, which is dismantling it. Yeah. Dismantling all of the years and years of really thoughtful work that has gone into making the Ontario curriculum world-renowned. Yeah something that we should all be proud of and they're literally ripping it back to the dark ages and it uh, it, it i don't know what to say like mm-hmm. i'm so angry it's all i can talk about so i'm sorry if you're a friend or family because it's all you've heard me talk about also i'm sorry if you support uh the rollback of the curriculums and the change to education uh but actually i'm not fucking sorry and you're part of the problem and you need to take your head out of your own ass or from the sand and realize that this is incredibly violent so it's so violent it's it's back so they've rolled it back to 1998 the sex ed curriculum the the health the health curriculum um literally before before any sexual diversity existed in the Mm -hmm. curriculum it was before gay marriage was legal what they are doing is literally erasure. Yep. Like they are erasing us. Email and Lisa Thompson. Not, like I don't. I'm not being dramatic. Like that's what they're fucking doing. Yes. You should be outraged. Yes. If you're listening to this, you should be fucking outraged. Right yes. Now. And fucking email Lisa Thompson and say either I'm an accomplice or I'm an ally or I am queer and you can't fucking take away our agency and take away the education that. That children desperately need to know that there's nothing fucking yeah. wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with that queer person in the class. People are gonna die. Yes. How many? How many queer people who are twelve and thirteen going through puberty, trying to figure out their lives, are are, you know, going through really dark times because they feel like they don't fit in. And and this, the, you have blood on your hands now, Ford Thompson Oosterhof. Fuck all three of you. Fuck all three of you. Fucking three Stooges. They're the they're the inverted holy <clears throat> trinity. <laughs> yeah, actually, Satan's too nice for them. I don't even want to equate that. Exactly. Yeah, Satan's a saint. Um, and it's it's even more dangerous for for many other reasons. Of course, the internet was not something that was in everyone's household in 1998. No, social media for sure didn't exist, and literacy around being online is incredibly important for 12 year olds 
They can find anything on the internet now. I didn't have access to that when I was 12. Thank God. Mm -mm. But if I did, Mm -hmm. I sure as hell fucking better hope that someone is helping me navigate those really murky waters. I don't understand how a teacher with integrity can stand in front of a class and teach that outdated fucking curriculum. They, and know that your students are on social media as you're they, saying this. Uh, like the silver lining here is, I fucking hope that they won't. They won't do it. Yeah. If they have a soul, if they have any accountability for yeah. their students, they will stick to the curriculum that matters from t- 2015. Yep. Um. And I just sorry, I'm just gonna keep rolling on here. Yep. It had it had to do with uh, diversity of family, which is something that's so important. And I'm not just talking about um, uh, two dads and two moms. It means that families look different. Yes, and and yeah, racially, but also like you have three has parents one mom, or one parent, or, or you know, you have sixteen parents. Yeah, Elliot. Yep. So like, let's talk about that. And yep. it has to do with identity, and it also has to do with consent. Mm-hmm. So when Part of the curriculum is when you're, when a child might be in a compromising position with an adult, what that might look like and how they can handle that. What saying no is like, even to your peers, and it it's it, it's so it's the most dangerous. To, Doug to, Ford to cancel all of this is rape culture. Then, if he uh, wants uh, to cancel this, yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So. So take, I don't even care if that's the, put it that in your pipe and fucking smoke it. Yeah. For all you apathetic people out there, like I'm, this is serious. Like people are like, oh, whatever, stick to the curriculum. Who cares? Yeah. Like, no, no, it is, it is very, very serious. You care about our future. If you care about our children, you, you will care about this too. So action items takeaway: email Lisa Thompson. Yep. Fucking, um, we'll we'll update you with her updated email. Uh, email uh, the uh, Ontario Justice Minister and the Federal Justice Minister about the um, egregious fucking um, uh, Jonathan Stiers case that we mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, and just just for Indigenous rights in general, tell them Ontario's watching. Tell them Canada's watching. And if you're in America, call your fucking senators and say you're a constituent of the state and that you do not fucking support ICE putting children in fucking cages on on the border. Like it doesn't even. There's so much to do right now, uh, and I lose. I will lose respect for you if you if you don't do that. So can you can you talk a little bit more about um, children in cages on the border because it's literally happening right now? Or so no, right okay, now. yeah. So I'm uh, not like the most um, not the most educated on this, but uh, there is a. I think a military task force is what ICE is. I think, um, and these people are. Uh, basically detaining uh quote-unquote illegal american immigrants uh and they're separating families and they're separating children from their parents and they're literally detaining them in cages along the border of the united states and there's this really tragic um satirical satirical image where there's like children in these cages watching the um uh thai soccer team get rescued and like the whole nation's eyes are on that right and there's literally children in captivity right now by by a governmental power not by fucking rocks by something that people can can change actively um and also uh, if you want an avenue for for activism on this i'd follow uh, alana glazer she's um Alana from Broad City, uh, she always records herself calling her senators, and and you can get her script. Oh, great! You can get her script of what she says. She's so active and cool. vocal, uh, and and yeah, it's 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 uh, it's I a just, burgeoning holocaust. Right, I don't even know. What I was just going to say, say. I keep thinking like, you know, when when Trump first 
when 45 first got voted in and like he started discrediting the media and people like oh this was the start of of nazi germany this is sort of the holocaust and people like oh you're you're being too dramatic yeah okay but what what about now are we still being too dramatic exactly there's literal children in cages on the border yes so if we're still being too dramatic which is what people are saying yes oh no it's not nazi germany yet when is it too far when is it actually nazi germany and like also i in in saying this discourse uh it 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 shouldn't have just been now that that we're this mad. Um, as soon as Trump was elected, um, like uh, women who who wore hijabs or veils were having them ripped off their fucking head. There has been so much violence, so much xenophobia, so much racism against anybody who is not white and 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 anyone who's not wealthy um, in in the states. And so this is like coming to a head, and and we need action now. But like the rumblings of this fucking Holocaust have been happening. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't even know. I'm soul tired and like, I don't even live there and I'm a white man and I have heaps and loads of privilege. Um, so use that fucking privilege. Yep. We're fired up. We're going to fucking use it right now. Yeah. This is our privilege right now. Talking to you a few hundred people. So perk up your ears. Tell people you're a constituent of a state. Call your senators. Email the people that matter. Duh! Lisa Thompson, Doug Ford, Sam Ustroff. Come after them. Yes. If you're serving them, at a restaurant refuse them service actually let's start a fucking revolution right now uh okay so i have something um not from canada or the u.s that's a bummer to talk about i think i know what's coming yeah so um have you heard about turf why don't you tell me what it is so okay so i'm pretty sure uh turfs it's not a name that the organization has given themselves but they it stands for trans exclusionary radical feminists or feminism uh and they recently showed their showed their collective heads at london's pride um this past week and what they did was they held up signs that said that basically uh trans women weren't real women and that um lesbians were being forced if they're butch to come out as non-binary or to transition and that this is the patriarchy actively erasing lesbian women and that uh, a lesbian woman who is tricked into having sex with a trans woman was raped by a man so like i don't even know if you can start to unpack how many fucked up discourses there are how misguided that is i'm gonna read out the flyer they handed around at at Pride, that the turfs handed around. The turfs handed around. Oh dear, you're so gonna I'm not going to read the whole thing. I I just I, this is the my issue is always like in reading it. Am I giving it power? But I'm reading this to have everyone realize how fucking ridiculous and okay. messed up this is. Okay, I just want to preface this by saying, uh, in these kinds of discourses, it can be very easy to hate on the people rather than the ideology. And in no way can we take an anti-lesbian or misogynist view of this. This is a group of people with fucked up ideologies. I've seen a lot of lesbians that I know come out and post Courtney from, from a few episodes ago posted, uh, like my ears are open and I stand with the trans community and like, let me know. Anyway, there's been a lot of support from people who are lesbian and are not part of turf. (sighs) Okay. So this is, this is, I'm just reading the demands we want to reassert the definition of lesbian equals woman, parenthetically, an adult human female who is sexually attracted to and has sexual and romantic relationships exclusively with other women, parenthetically, adult human females. The L, they want the L to leave this absurd coalition called LGBTQIA+, respect for lesbian separation and autonomy, 
to reject the born this way rhetoric imposed by gay men on lesbianism rhetoric which was always designated at attracting pity and sympathy for quote the freaks who really can't help it not pride and liberation compulsory heterosexuality is designed to disproportionately control women and girls this means lesbians often have very different trajectories away from heterosexuality than gay men do lesbians have little in common with gay men they want protection for lesbians from men however they call themselves so they're alluding that trans women here are men uh however they call themselves trying to enforce heterosexuality on us they want to create and protect lesbian culture and lesbian only spaces which like that one fine like whatever but like in this whole other mess uh they want to stop the transing of lesbians who do not conform to femininity no one's holding a fucking gun to your head and telling you to transition no one is fucking raping you trans women are real fucking women you're reinforcing this disgusting gender binary the amount of violence that this movement is actually upholding in itself and the amount that it's i i'm sorry i can't even i just so scary it's 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 so disheartening for so many reasons. I just want our you, listeners to what the know. Fuck? Like, what the we're fuck? We're all in this together. What are you doing? What are you doing? And like, I mean, probably them hearing two men say this, like this yeah, is probably reinforcing their, um, yeah. their ideology. But all I want to say is that to our trans listeners, to our gender non-conforming listeners, uh, to our gender queer and just queer listeners in general, we don't stand with this. Um, we are absolutely not in support of this. And again, like, tell us what we can do we're going to keep talking about it we're going to remain vocal um and active and just i, I feel like this is a uh, this is miseducation this is yeah. just completely misguided well i don't understand like for sure they all must have faced adversity in their lives yeah this is why they're fired up yeah like this is why they're showing up and protesting yeah so why what happened with empathy like, i yeah what happened with you not knowing that trans people, like, not not to assume that they've had it worse, yeah, but like trans people are living in their wrong bot, like yeah, 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 yeah. I, wh- what what are you not? Well, they they fully think that that's that's a construct of compulsory heterosexual society, which makes absolutely zero. Why are sense. you putting that on them? It doesn't make yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And nobody is holding a gun to your head and telling you to have sex with a trans woman. You're not being raped by a man when you have sex with a trans woman. You've had sex with a woman, like. Just just don't do those things. Like, why are you... Anyway, I could keep going, but I'm not going to. Uh, turfs suck. F- fuck you, turfs. Fuck you, turfs. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I'm only, like, igniting the fire in you because I'm a fucking man. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's... And, I, like, I do want to say, like, I, I understand the rage. Like, women... Like, I, like there's a lot of discourse and, uh, like, second wave feminism... Um, had had issues with trans people because uh, they thought it was male uh, occupation of female spaces because people just didn't grasp that like sex isn't biological it's cultural yeah. gender is cultural gender literally means type and there's types of people and there's more than two types and like it's I just want to like help these people learn what's wrong with what they're saying but I also want to say like that anger I understand and and it breaks my heart because there's obviously a reason for this and women face an inordinate amount of violence in society and these people feel like the trans movement is taking away from quote-unquote real women's violence that is not the case it is all in solidarity both things are true yeah level of violence against trans people is ridiculously high women i think i'm pretty sure 50 percent of women in society even higher will face sexual assault in their life like it's both all all is true it's all true it's all nightmarish exactly so like patriarchy is garbage it needs to crack this isn't helping let's help you're each other. not helping yeah 
Sorry, we've been ranting okay. for too long. Yeah. Cool. Um, wow, we started off really happy. We dove like we just like dive bombed here. Yeah, I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> we have an amazing segment coming up for you yeah. though. We have an amazing fucking guest. You're gonna love it. So let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Elliot, Tom, I think it's time for something right now. Something very special. I want to introduce you to someone who's pretty important. Who? This is Dr. Angela Nardozzi. Hi, Angela. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Nardozzi. What's up, Hello. Dr. I'm really, I'm so excited that uh, she's here with us today because she was a teacher of mine mm. many moons ago mm-hmm. uh, at, at Oise where I did my teacher's training. I want to apologize and on behalf of Tom. <laughs> I was a good student for her. I was a good Sorry. student for her. We I had swear. a good time. We had a good time. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And of course, she was my teacher of indigenous perspectives. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was called something different. Yes. And was I doing that with Dr. John Doran? You were indeed. Yes. Who's yep. a Mi'kmaq from Shubadakini, Nova Scotia. Oh, so cool. there we are. Yeah. We do things in relationship. I love it. Wow. You, you were very symbiotic together. Like, I, you worked very well as a team. I don't know if you still... You know do. what? John and I are really, really good friends. He, right now, he is back in his home territory at the University of Prince Edward Island. And that no was way. like a big part of what we did. You know, myself as a settler. Um, you know, what does this mean to model reconciliation? So the two of us work so closely together. And actually, our relationship became a text by which people sort of learned. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing! It was a lo- it's amazing, and we're like also he knows how to cook the best things, and so he's always like emailing me, uh, you know, uh, recipes, and we just learned a lot. So yeah, that's cool. how we met. Oh, that's so good! You got so lucky. We digressed <laughs> right away, but yes, yeah, absolutely <laughs> tangent. Angela, okay. will you tell us? Uh, what it is you do. Yes. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a settler here on Turtle Island. Both sides of my family come from Italy. And um, I did my BED at Oise 10 years ago. And after that, I went and I worked in a First Nation community uh, north of Kenora. I don't name them because um, they allowed me to do my master's with them. And so, you know, keeping that private and confidential. But um, I learned so much from them. And then I returned and really felt the call to return to my own community every... Almost every single, not every, almost every single female in my family is a teacher or an administrator in the education system. And so I was like, these, these are my people. These mm-hmm. are the conversations I grew up around. I did my B.Ed. So I returned uh, back to Toronto to do work um, with other mostly settlers about, OK, what does this work look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and in relationship with indigenous people, I've been doing this for about a decade. Um, so I teach in the currently Masters of Teaching program at OISE in the anti-discriminatory education class where, you know, we talk about colonization, we talk about gender and sexuality, we talk about racism, we talk about classism and and other sort of systemic oppressions that are happening in the school system. Um, I also am, I run my own newsletter for teachers. It's a free newsletter called Listen and Learn uh, for all teachers, but a lot of settler educators, like, how do I do this work around Indigenous education as a non-Indigenous person? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I also coach, which is like a really interesting, like it dovetails in. And then also I do like life coaching, career coaching stuff. So just, I love it. I'm all cool. about like working in the margins, you know? Yeah. Who needs bureaucracy? I'm just like going around, right? So yeah, I <laughs> love it. fucking amazing. So I do all that stuff and I'll probably think of like 10 other things that I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, like fired out. <laughs> right. But not, yeah, that's me. That's and so me. we can find your, I do subscribe to it, but we can find it. It's called Listen and Learn. Yes. Great. Yes. And mm-hmm. you can find it on my website, uh, www.angelanardozzi.com. 
I watched yes. the videos that you shared, the like the songs and the music videos, and I just got goosebumps. Like, oh yes, yeah, the ones go. that I think it's I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Like Nui Jinin, maybe I think are yeah. producing with different indigenous communities. Yeah, wow. you must have showed us that, or I've seen it somewhere else. Yeah, so, maybe. Yeah. I mean, one of them from Grassy Narrows was on the National. Oh no way! And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's amazing that the work that they do to you know. I don't know, these professional music videos that they're mm-hmm. filming in community, writing songs with community and the youth, because we don't hear those perspectives a lot, do we? No. We kind of just write over them and be like, oh, we know it's best, but like they kind of know what they need. Yeah. Right? Shocking, so, right? Right? It's like, <laughs> oh, geez, thought? there it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just ask them? <laughs> yeah. Um, before we dive into the shit of it, yes. <laughs> because I feel like there's, we're going to go, we're, we might dive yeah. deep. Yeah. Let's dive deep. Um, can I... So part of what we do is we we tell each other how we're feeling today based on colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a way of coping with the world. Yeah. So, Elliot, why don't you tell us what your color is today? Um, my color today is a deep red. Oh. Um, because I was really hungover this morning. Mm-hmm. And, like, my face was beat red. I'm here and, for it. And, you know, I was, like, pretty sweaty. And, like... You're wearing really, that color. Too. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to, like, externalize it. Beautiful. Um, and normally when I'm hungover, I find that it cuts across all my emotions. And I'm weirdly clear-headed if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. at the same time as being hungover. Yes. Right? Do you understand that? Yes, of course. In a, in a strange way. Anyway, so yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at right now. All right. And I'm just going to live in it. Beautiful. I'm oh. totally here for it. It's my aggressive oh. male slot. <laughs> Very aggressive male slot. <laughs> I was like, do we have another guest? <laughs> I feel like it's Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, right? It's like, who's coming through the door, you know? Slides through the slot. Yeah, totally. Tom, what's your color? Uh, my color's also red, but it's a fucking hot red. It's mm. like alert red. Mm-hmm. This week has been... A lot to handle, especially uh, working in the education system. It's um, you don't say. It's pretty fucked up. Ford is is doing a lot of really oh, terrifying God. shit, and I'm I'm angry, and I want to yell some. I want to yell at everyone, and I don't know who to yell at. So luckily, I have uh, this podcast because yeah. I'm fucking pissed, and I'm yelling now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, we'll get into that. We need to. Yeah, sorry. Break that. No, no, don't be yeah. sorry. That's yeah. It's a very good reason to be red and not just because you're hungover. Totally. Yeah. Well, right? For right. once, I'm not hungover. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so productive at work today. Uh, <laughs> Angela. Um, thank you for asking. Um, this feels like maybe I'm just trying to fit in, but this is like a real answer that I like thought of before I swear. Like super red. Um, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Ha- it has been a really fucked up week. It's just like, you know, Friday was like, ooh, we canceled the TRC working, which we're going to get into. Yeah. You know? Uh, then it was like, ooh, you know, uh, we're taking away the $100 million fund to repair schools. I'm like, great. You know, ooh, let's talk about accessibility. And also, P.S., like my mom's a teacher and teaches on the second floor. And she's like, Angela, it's 40 degrees in my classroom. And I'm like, mm, AC would be nice. That's fine. Yeah. And then like. You, you can't teach. No. You, you can't teach. You can't learn. No. In 40 degree weather on the second floor of a. Right. Of they, an, mm. Like you, you there's, just There's can't. nothing being done. You're no. lying on the floor and you're drinking water. I was going to say, it. I'm like, mom, what do you do? She's like, Angela. There's AC in the library, so we like cycle in and out and B was I saying one? B, it doesn't matter. And B we're just like going to the gym and lying on the floor, the cool, cool yeah, floor. That concrete gym. Right? It's absurd. It's absurd. And then like my friends, the health curriculum. 
collective <laughs> breath, right? Damn. And thank you for being here with me for that because I love my students, but we're all in a different place. You know, they're younger. Yeah. Whatever and may may or may not be impacted directly personally by these things. So yep. who knows where they and so just nice to be in a space with the both of you where we can talk about the realness. Yeah. Well thank right? you for coming to talk about it with us. Like, Happy to be here. Yeah. yeah let's the, just roll the back the curriculum person. a decade, right? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good idea. Slash two twenty years. Two right. decades. Slash, yeah. And like let's also talk about like what was happening in the 90s? Have you seen Friends? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do yeah. we see how they yeah. like treat queer issues? Like, yeah. do we need to go back to that? Yeah. Like, we are not there anymore, my friends. Absolutely not. <laughs> We're all good-looking rich white people. <laughs> right? Hey, we like, have problems, though. Yeah, right? And they're just like talking like, you know, totally homophobic. When you go back and watch homophobic comments. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Which like, we're just like, ha, ha, ha. No. no. Ha, ha, ha. Not mm-hmm. okay. Anywho. Yeah. Okay. We'll also, get back like, into that, digital too. literacy. Like, the, the internet was brand new. And like, social totally. media didn't exist. Our kids need to be sorry. This is not. <laughs> no, I know. But they need to be literate in these. They need to be safe online, yeah. and nothing that was written in 1998 could ever possibly. They're gonna learn how to keep a Tamagotchi alive. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's no, the fucking extent of digital media in 1998. I killed four of mine. <laughs> it's real. You needed that. They just right? exploded when I. Hit the <laughs> It's so real. Oh, my God. oh shit. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. So we're all red. We're all red. 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 Fired up. Yeah. It's a red. I'm getting angry. Red. Yeah. <laughs> also, yes. to tack onto that, the fucking Trump has now uh, allocated the HIV/AIDS funds for United States into detaining uh, immigrant children. Is is how no. that's being funded? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Really didn't even read that yet. Yeah, I think it like broke yesterday. Thanks yeah. for keeping us up to date. But yeah. Jesus, that's like, upsetting. I saw it. And I was like, I'm not yet ready to handle. I know, right? This, I'm gonna come back tomorrow. This. Yeah, we have to pace our news. Hashtag Actually, privilege. though, <sighs> yeah. self care first. Yep. Yeah. I served a table from Texas, and they were like, "Yep, in Texas, we have to open our news with a bottle of uh, headache pills beside us because you never know what our fucking president's gonna do next." And I was like. Yes, Texas perspective. Yes, yes. Right? See, and like this is Tex-pex-tive. what we need more of: coming together of people who are also like, mm, no, thank you, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a lot of folks who are on everywhere who are very upset about a lot of this stuff. And yeah. What voices are the loudest, right? Yeah, right. <sighs> so, Angela, can you tell us what was supposed to go down this week with the Indigenous curriculum, and and then what happened? Yes. So my understanding is that this is a three-phase process that. Uh, the ministry was funding around rewriting, not just rewriting, but also infusing curriculum, different areas of curriculum with um, indigenous um, teachings. You know, they call this the TR, the Truth and Reconciliation mm-hmm. sort of, you know, curriculum editions, etc. And my understanding is what was supposed to go down is as of, you know, Monday, so four days ago, they were supposed to start phase two. Um, my understanding as well is that uh, especially from the first phase and folks that I know who have involved in that. But in this phase as well, there were um, going to be elders, traditional knowledge keepers, people coming from all over the province, survivors mm-hmm. of things like the 60s scoop. Um, my understanding, even residential school survivors, either themselves or in their family, right, who were trusting the government, you know, saying, hey, even though this system has been uh, such a part of you know, the genocide of our people, yeah. right? Um, such a part of the trauma of our people, we're still gonna come to the table at this point. We we're gonna we're gonna reach out to you, come to the and, and see if we can build better together. And so that was cancelled. Uh, uh, Friday at four o'clock, people were told that you know the email has been going around on Twitter online. People were were told you know they'd be reimbursed if they had any non-refundable travel plans, right? So it's not even like we're saving money at this point, right? Like right. M- people who had made and so people were going to be, 
And um, and that, you know, it was just no plans to reschedule. We're sorry. We, you know, we hope you understand. I'm like, what? So, so that's what has happened. And people are very concerned mm-hmm. um, because there has, first of all, that those people were disrespected. Second of all, people took time off from probably their right? Like, what is their own financial yeah. uh, burden on this? And then also, like, when, what does this mean? Like, w- where is that money going to go now? Right. Is, is My question is, like, there's some uh, rumblings. Is that money, some of the money that had come from the federal government to do this work, is that going to be right. allocated to this work? What? So this tr- trust had been built, and then it was kind of just cut off. So mm-hmm. there are concerns. There are concerns about what's next. Right, because the implication would be that this work is not continuing because it literally isn't continuing this week. Well, they said they, the government is like, we are going to move forward. But again, they they didn't say who was, when, how. Yep. Uh, they didn't give a reason why this needed to be stopped at this moment. Um also, there was like at the beginning of the week, there were some weird news reports coming out being like, it wasn't the Minister of Education yeah. who had canceled this. It was the bureaucrats. And it's like, but where, like, why would the bureaucrats just cancel? Like, obviously, there's either, there's some something which is above these, which is making them do this, yeah, right? They yeah. don't have like a, so unless my understanding of government is completely off, like these, you know, the bureaucrats and those who get elect are like in, intimately connected in terms of how policy gets right. Yeah. So just like a lot of back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of concern. There's yeah. a lot of concern. And so it was that they said they're, they're not going to continue to work on this. Like they were just going to go with what, with what curriculum they had before. Right. Which doesn't, yeah, yes. I mean, the, my understanding, again, my, it's it's very bizarre. Like, there's a lot of rumors out there. But my understanding in terms of this cancellation, it was just that it is canceled. Oh, shit. And there was no email in terms of, uh, nothing on the email in terms of we're going to reschedule, here's the next steps. They had, again, they had a three-phase plan. It was set out. The people were engaged. They had already done phase one. I've spoken to people who were part of phase one, mm-hmm. uh, both settler and indigenous folks. And, and everybody was saying that it was an amazing healing process. You know, c- you can imagine coming together, people from across the province, from all these different places, social locations, sitting down at the same table, starting to write curriculum, that there would need to be some major relationship building mm-hmm. and intercultural understanding built. Like, this is what I'm hearing from people who participated, right? And so now what, right? Now that that had been built all that time, right? Now what? And that's really, it's really scary because... There isn't enough in the curriculum, mm-hmm. right? We had just started to make those changes. I don't know if you've seen the new social studies curriculum. Is it still going to be launched in September? You know, the, the the changes that were supposed to be launched. What's going to happen to it if not? It wasn't enough. You know, are teachers going to get the PD? Another thing that uh, happened this week is that I gave a presentation on Wednesday uh, to a group of principals, or sorry, administ- people who are becoming administrators, because the indigenous staff from the ministry who were supposed to give that presentation have been told they're not allowed to leave their office, what? right? In terms of yes, in terms of giving uh, presentations, outside presentations, everything has been grounded, right? So great. I mean, this is part of why I work in the margins, right? Because right. you never know when this is going to go down, well, well, right? Sorry, but uh, yes. I'm, not, I, I'm not following that. They they're not allowed. 
So the staff, the bureaucrats working at the, I believe, I want to say Ministry of Education is the Aboriginal Education Office. I don't know if they've changed the name because I know that under the Liberal government there had been a whole rebranding, Ministry of Indigenous Relationships right. and Reconciliation. So first of all, that ministry, my understanding, has been changed. Yeah? Am I, am I right on that? I feel yeah. like we need a Google. I feel like the Google might be... Jesse, uh, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, hit that Google. <laughs> hit the Google. I think they might have been, if I'm correct, I think they might have been... Um, melded into the something Ministry of Mining of, or, or Northern Development or something, which tells you some stuff. Wow. Right. Right? Yes. So, but the, sorry, the, the specific bureaucrats, I, um, I won't share names, but I know some folks who work at the, that education office specifically about Indigenous or um, Aboriginal have uh, been grounded, if you will. Like, not, like, grounded as in, like, you're in a plane and you're grounded. Not, like, grounded, go to your room. Um, but, yeah, they're not going out and doing... Um, presentations they're not they're not allowed the funding is not there sorry to interrupt jesse just handed back so it says uh, ministry of indigenous affairs um posted seven days ago it was updated and is this my friend provincial um yeah ontario is working to address the legacy of residential schools remove barriers and reconcile relationships okay this is super interesting i mean again i've heard that they've been put together i wonder too what's going to come out of the throne speech which is happening as we speak oh really oh indeed today two o'clock cbc hit to it oh the wow throne speech. thank Doug you for Ford's. that yeah 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 oh so, god anyway these so this whether it's been done yet whether people are talking about it i think we need to clear it up because these are the rumors at least that are spreading online mm-hmm. whether yeah. i'm correct or not uh, i yeah. was also told that there was no longer a ministry a minister of indigenous affairs or yeah whatever. So, yeah so, so this is probably like let's all corrections corner yeah. that like well Gorgeous. we'll correct it for next yeah time, right? and Perfect. we'll talk thank about the you. 2 p.m yeah. statement as well gorgeous um, thank you also i i heard recently that uh an ontario judge um decided to cancel uh reparations for survivors of the 60s scoop oh my god yeah i had no idea i need to as soon Let's as also, i say that we have like a google on fire <laughs> yeah. situation um, okay so this is a rapid fire google <laughs> section <laughs> where we're just all gonna like look and see if this is true why don't we have more than one jesse jesse Jesse's. clone yourself <laughs> Figure I'm it out. Like, can I call a friend? Do you know what I mean? Like, shoot to my just husband. all day. Like, Hi, Danny. Like, can you just Google this for me? Yeah. This is the CBC um, article title, 60 Scoop Settlement May Be in Jeopardy After Ontario Judge Rejects Legal legal Fees as, quote, Excessive. Posted oh June 26, 2018. Shit. So, fuck. This is, I mean, this is the real, like, it just, it's, it's so hard to keep up when these sorts of things are at the whim of people like individuals in this case, like mm-hmm. right, and also at the whim of different governments who come in, and like it's really difficult. It makes no sense. We just keep <sighs> being pulled back. It feels like, it's yes. like anything we do, any like progress we make, yes. we're just being like, you know, from our pants strings, just like yes. yanked yeah. back by these fucking yes white rich people. Yeah, I found this quote um, from the Anishinaabe ASCII Nation Grand Deputy Chief uh, Derek Fox and he says the education of the youth in Ontario shouldn't be dictated um, by the the party in power but left to professionals who acknowledge that identity building is the only positive move forward. You know, I'm with you completely on this and I'm with uh, the Chief completely on this. You know, it's really difficult especially, you know, as I've spent time preparing to teach this course on anti-discrimination and I was going back in terms of the treatment of uh, black youth in our school system and racism in our school system, going back to the 80s, to the 70s, like these, the issues back then are the same for in that case that we're mm-hmm. still having, right? And so, and, and the problem was we were making progress, making progress, and then the Mike Harris government came in right. and things were like rolled back. And then, okay, the wind government, and we were making, pro- making progress. Like, it's just, 
And it's really interesting to me that some of the first things that happened, even before the speech on the throne, the first week that the government was in power impacted education. There are other things as well, you mm-hmm. know, Oakwood Plus, all these things, but that impacted education. And I was talking to um, my super politically minded husband about this last night. I'm like, Dan, like, what do you think this is? As And he was like, Angela, it's kind of like score the easy points is part of it. But I can't help see this as like a bigger ideological thing, mm-hmm. right? Because if we're not educating the student, students who are future voters, yep. right, about truth and reconciliation, right, about... Um, you know, the uh, consent and same-sex marriage and all these things, we're, we're influencing future um, ideology, fu- you know, future Absolutely. ways people think. And, it, you know, again, I can't help but go back to the fact that education has been u- used. And, you know, Justice Murray Sinclair, who ran the TRC, was, is it, I believe the chief commissioner might have been his title, um, was all about the fact that education had been used not only as a tool to um yeah really hurt indigenous folks uh, you know through uh genocide uh genocidal policies it's mm-hmm. also the tool that was used to teach the rest of canadian society basically that indigenous people were savage heathens yeah right mm-hmm. yeah so it's impl- and no, even we're talking about the 90s even in the fucking 90s yes that's when i was in grade school yes. i didn't learn about any of this no i didn't learn about any of this until i stepped foot in teacher's college yes until i was a fucking adult yes when i was in grade three and four i was learning about how settlers came and yes. they yep. traded yep. Yep. And yes and it was and, all know, good every, oh, they all sat down and had a feast was, together and then you made are you fucking, fucking kidding me i was brainwashed and then you I made arts and crafts headdresses in fucking elementary yeah. school at least yes. i did and you fucking like sure put it on, i can't even believe the last person Presidential school closed in what 1996. Yeah, 1996. Yeah, like, that's, my that's right. so yeah. unbelievably fucked up. I know that we weren't even getting a smidge of education on that. Literally, my first course was in university, and my last year at my undergrad. It's true. Where I yes. anything Same. about Same. this. It's true, right? And I think that's why so many of us, whether we're in education or not, have so lack so much confidence when we want to speak about these issues and are really concerned about what is our place in this and mm-hmm. there there is a lot of guilt and shame that Absolutely. you know settlers and non-indig- non-indigenous Canadians have about this right because they're like oh goodness and it's it's hard to even and resistance of another sort right the 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 myths that perpetuate and and circulate in our society about indigenous people they are still super rampant Right. Like, for instance, the the myth that indigenous people don't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Right. Super rampant. Like I always I can't step into a room and do what I do without debunking it or else by the time I leave, everyone's like, well, it doesn't matter. They get a free ride. You know what I mean? Like, so you there's those things are still free ride. Ninety percent of their ancestors were murdered. Right. It's like (laughs) and we live on their land. Like, yeah. So it's just so there's just these things there that education needs to. To, to work on so how do you find navigating your field as a settler like mm. do you have a lot of people questioning your authority because of that or is that something you need to kind of get out of the way that's a beautiful amazing amazing question thank you so much for asking and i think it's a question that i think about constantly navigating the work because mm-hmm. i do have privilege i have white privilege right um i'm a straight person i've got that privilege you know i've got um yeah the privilege of being a settler you right like yeah. that th- 
these are things that I navigate. And so the way that I work through this is always in relationship, right? So my the reason I'm in this work comes initially from my relationship with that First Nation community that I mentioned at the off the top, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've been working in Toronto, there's other folks who I'm accountable to who are Indigenous, right? Uh, I've already mentioned Dr. John Doran, um, and I've got a number of friends in different places in the city who um, I go to a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this something that I can do? Is this something that I that I can't do? Um, yeah. So I think it's always sort of checking in with them. Right. And I've made mistakes. Right. And sometimes my friends are like, Angela. And I'm like, okay, you know mm-hmm. what? You're right. I'm going to back away. You're absolutely correct. Um, yes. So I think for me, the way that I... Uh, if I'm not, you know, if I don't have a friend on speed dial or a number of friends who I can check in on, on a particular decision, the question always is like, what, again, bringing it back to what do I need to model um, as a non-Indigenous person? And how am I doing this through the values of being humble and listening, right? right. Am I really checking my own shit at the door? Am I checking my biases? Am I ensuring that I am not about, it's not about me, Mm -hmm. right? But it's about the voices that I'm bringing together. And yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's just like a daily, it's just a daily question that I ask myself, you know? And one of the things that I've remembered from um, one of my mentors, Dr. John Paul Rastoul, who's from the Doki's First Nation, is, you know, he he really asked, he's got this great blog post out, and I forget the name of it, but he really asks, like, it's not about what is my right to do this work and to be here. It's about what is my responsibility. Right. So that's the big question. How, with all these privileges do I have, how do I use those and the the, the talents that I have to take up my responsibility yeah, and, and to share that with other folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if I'm making sense. No, no, no we are. Like, we, we yeah. constantly struggle ourselves with, um, mm-hmm. you know, being a voice uh, in the queer community and us being white cis men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to be about raising other people's voices up. Yeah. Yes. Just our voice isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And, and still doing good work. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Critical yeah, and, and make it n- not about us. Totally. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and part of the do we do that? Do we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love, yeah. Tune into last yeah. week's episode yeah, to no, hear us yeah. only talk about yeah. ourselves. <laughs> skip, skip that one. <laughs> uh, but when we uh, interviewed, we were lucky enough to interview Jeffrey uh, McNeil Seymour a few weeks ago, and we talked a lot about being a, a, a settler accomplice. Mm. And and so like I'm scared, and I assume that I, I assume that some of our listeners might be scared too of mm-hmm. taking up space uh, that maybe belongs to indigenous person mm-hmm. to advocate for them. And I think that like the nice, the clear answer is no, you're not like go, go show up, go yes. show up, yeah. protect them, yes. like be but, the front line, but put with, yourself in front of them. Yeah. Or if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. Put yourself behind them. Like just be, you can be there yes. and you're not taking away from their space. The mm-hmm. one caveat or two caveats I think is like when it's, asked for asked for you know what i mean right. don't don't obviously like sorry recolonize spaces but i know that's what you meant and then yeah. also with everything you just said in mind you know always be thinking about about that beforehand you know like where am i needed and and what are the politics of, of myself as a settler but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you don't show up and be an accomplice at the same time absolutely i think i mean i'll give you a really um clear-cut example so 
Um, I run this newsletter for settler educators, mostly. I mean, I know I have Indigenous educators who follow along as well. Mm -hmm. And I didn't try and hide it from my Indigenous colleagues. In fact, you know, I hope that they would sign up and many of them did. And sometimes they read it. Uh, sometimes sometimes people read it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like sometimes rather they, they like... I do work for a purpose. Yes, <laughs> right. Woo! People read it sometimes. Um, they'll send me messages. Like my, my Indigenous colleagues will send me messages. Like, you know what? I actually really appreciate this one. And I use, you know, mm -hmm. I guess that feedback like they they feel that they can use it as well i'm like okay if it's doing them a service too i did not expect that right yeah if, it's, if that's something that they can use as well that's another way that i can give back right mm -hmm. but if people were to email me my friends who are reading and just be like and i'm doing it in a vacuum first of all away from them that's another story but i'm not right they're they're account, um i'm accountable to them if they email me and they're like angela like that was off base i'm like absolutely yeah what can i do right so yeah right it's it's staying in relationship. Right. That's yeah. a big piece. We're all always learning. Right. Yes. Okay. I do a lot of singing in my <laughs> yeah. And like people think I'm super weird about that. But like, yes, we are always learning. I will join that song. And like. Just harmonize. Right. Like just one, two, three. Right. No, like I, it's just a really. It's, it's just. It's not as hard and as tricky as I initially thought it was going to be. Like right. I was just like, I'm always going to be stepping on toes. But. Actually, there is a lot of room to work together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that fear has probably stopped a lot of accomplices from being accomplices. You yes. Know? And I love what you're saying about accomplices because I think it... I also like the term like like working in solidarity, like mm -hmm. making it a verb. Mm -hmm. Because one of the th things that I've heard from a lot of people is uh, that kind of uh, my indigenous colleagues is that when they hear the word, not everybody, but some, when they hear the word ally, they kind of like, oh, it's like a term you're putting on yourself. It's like a self-selected. Right. Whereas like accomplice or like working in solidarity, it's, it's really about what are the actions that you're taking? Like some yeah. here, there's gray. Mm -hmm. There are some actions that I take that are in solidarity with Indigenous communities. And there are other actions in my life, absolutely, by the very nature of me participating in colonization, in capitalism, that are mm -hmm. not in solidarity. And absolutely. I think th yeah. there's all these areas of gray, right? And yeah. so when we can see ourselves as both and like action, as particular actions and get away with, get away from, I'm a good person who like isn't, and versus I'm a bad person who isn't, yep. then I think we're more able and willing to invite others into co uh, conversation when we see them doing something that might grate against us in this Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And I love I love what you're saying, like hold relationships at the first and foremost. You know, you're not a solitary body doing this work. No. But you're always doing it back to a community or for or with alongside, you know, and like all of those relational um, ways of thinking, I think can really yes. help people be accountable for their own actions. Absolutely. I think, you know, um, we get into a lot of trouble, I think, in Western sort of like North American society of like holding up these one people, mm -hmm. this, these, these one people, you know, one person as like, you know, ooh, you know, um, our culture of celebrity like yeah. look look at all i don't know who's coming to like britney spears came to mind is that weird britney spears has a but she's got a team yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, we've yeah. All, like we don't acknowledge like all the people who have come before us and stand with us and who are going to come after us who are intricately involved in this work with so mm -hmm. yeah yeah that yeah. ties in last week tom asked who my queer icon was and like i can't answer that for that reason like i i can't look at celebrities in that way like yes. to you know make like make someone an icon is so 
not realistic because yes. they have a team of people. There's no single person doing this by themselves, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you're right. The sooner I realize that, the sooner that we can move forward productively. It's true. And I feel like I just want to tangent into that question for a second. Hold on. Who their, your queer eye icon is? Like, tell yeah. me more. Like, where uh, did that come from? I had a really <laughs> hard time answering it. Okay. Um, yeah, uh-huh. I don't really know. I said Travis Alabanza, who's a trans activist. Oh, okay. I see what you're UK. saying. So like in life, not yeah, actually from life. the Fab Five. Okay. No. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. But please like, answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, obviously yours is Jonathan that's no, yeah. it's no question. okay so like here's the thing about Jonathan that I love so I made my whole entire family watch Gurai right yeah. which is like mm, my family love them so much they're so wonderful they're in Markham they're just like living a different life than I am in downtown Toronto right and they're just different Markham friends too. okay we'll talk about did you go to Catholic school because I did no you went to oh, public no. school you'll want to I went to the arts program <laughs> oh. at Unionville yeah I totally know Unionville mm-hmm. yeah we're super cool okay we totally yeah lived in the same day. anyway and my parents were kind of like oh they're all great Jonathan is a little much and I'm like oh my god this is why you thought I was too much as a child do you know what I mean I'm like yeah. okay because like he's not much at all no, I never yeah. thought that for a second anyway. yeah you do give me a lot of Jonathan energy yeah and I, I say that too. as a compliment yeah absolutely you have beautiful hair too it's all coming together <laughs> he just, are you Jesus <laughs> answer honestly you went to Catholic school no, absolutely not but like I watch here's my fr- here's my thing my friends I love the vibe of this podcast and like I am going to tell you the honesty uh, and the realness is that I watch an episode every night before bed because this these are hard times mm-hmm, and I can't yeah. get through it sometimes. And that show just does something to me that makes me feel like I can move through the world in a better way the next day when I get up in the morning. Oh, I love that. Wow, that's great. You need to tell them that. I don't honestly. watch that show like, like that, but maybe I could start. I, I've only like, seen a few episodes of you. the ice off my heart. Yeah, your heart is very icy. <laughs> oh that's why you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we all need that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, Who was my time. teacher anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time for it. Anyway, sorry. No, oh my God. God. Tangent, tangent. So me. Um, okay, no, wait. I have another important question. Yes. Uh, how can... So, what can our listeners do? What tangible things can our, this is a lot to ask maybe of you, but like what are tangible things our listeners can do yes. to be accomplices or to, you know, yes. stay informed, stay engaged, yep. yes. keep up the fight. Cause I know that people are looking to do that. And sometimes they're so overwhelmed that they end up, you know, not doing anything. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I would say the exact first place to start is to self examine to sit down and take a this is something I do with all of my groups when I sit down when I sit down with it and I'm not sure if this was a practice I had three years ago but now I sit down with folks and I say I want you to take a minute and write down everything that you learned in elementary school and high school about indigenous people right inside of school wow and I want right Mm -hmm. because if we think we know we had a little bit of that discussion before we turn on the mics right because that is a large part of what informs how we see them now when I learned about indigenous people I learned about them in the school curriculum the exact same way I've learned about animals. What kind of uh, clothes did they wear? Mm-hmm. What kind of shelters did they build themselves? Mm-hmm. What kind of food did they eat? Not like they were and are actual human beings right. with a role in history and, and current mm-hmm. events. And so I think as I started to realize that about myself, then I was like, so what does this mean about how I'm viewing their indigenous peoples and communities agency today? And what does this mean about how I interact with people on a one-on-one basis, right? Yeah. And so that was a huge self-discovery piece. And then step two, I would say, go out, 
and support indigenous artists and authors buy those I know it sounds easy but like you buy the books you know and mm-hmm. say is this an indigenous person who wrote it not that in, non-indigenous or settler people can't do that right can't do that work but for so long it was non-indigenous and settler people and I why do I say that different I'll tell you in a second is because who were who were determining the narrative yeah right yeah who were saying this is what's real and so let's go to their voices and let's not just go to one let's go to many Voices, yeah. because sometimes we're like, this is a spokesperson, and then we get into some weird territory where we're like, ooh, Joseph Boyden, we love him, and then Indigenous people are like, ah, actually, right? yeah, yeah. So, so we need to, you know, we need to diversify where we're getting that media from. Those are good places to start. Our listeners have homework, and I'm so happy about it. That's yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It's my favorite place um, to start. Yeah, you're striking a huge chord with me too, because I'm an anthropologist, and it's it did that. It yeah. wrote that narrative. It's it, it was the colonial power of indirect rule to to just expand Absolutely. like and Absolutely. Uh, you know and it's all about like anthropology shifting and people became aware it was then like it was the savage slot and then the suffering slot who are yes. we turning to you know and yes. um yeah i think that's huge I, yeah and like we need to re-examine all the narratives that we took for granted that we took as quote-unquote scientific you know exactly and how do those narratives as we become more aware of them how do they continue to play out in terms of the way media covers events right you know like even just doing something as simple as like oh there's an article about uh, you know, the mercury poisoning in Grassy Narrows and Wapsimung First Nation. Great. Look at that article. Who did they talk to? Who mm. did the interviewing? Mm. Whose perspectives, right? I mean, I think CBC Indigenous is doing a lot of good work and doing like really centering Indigenous voices. But like, that's not always the case, especially when you go down to like the other, you know, like the star, the globe, etc. Sometimes I'll read an article I'm like, hmm, they actually didn't uh, identify or interview one Indigenous person about this. Interesting. Wow. You know, it's just something to think about. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. I love that. I didn't, wouldn't have thought of those things mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, yeah so, yeah tangible t- steps that exactly we can all take. that mm-hmm. is what we need um Absolutely. can you explain why you differentiate settler from non-indigenous yeah you know it's something that i'm getting over a little bit so hmm a lot of people have criticized the term first of all the the term settler freaks some people out and they get Freaks. on defensive and they don't want to hear it and they're like shut down I don't want to hear it mm-hmm. so when we look at the technical term that's kind of what we are yes. right um, those of us who haven't, whose families haven't been here since the last ice age, mm-hmm. right? We forget mm-hmm. that, especially like where we are right now, we are on Mississauga territory. We are on Haudenosaunee territory. We're on here on Wendat territory. And like, we forget that people have been here for tens of thousands of years. And that's a long time. Like that's something that's completely erased for some people, not mm-hmm. everybody, but for some people. The other thing is like, you know, there's mm, settler is kind of like, and you're a settler, but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, and I might be behind on the scholarship on this. It, it erases some of the ways that people came here. Right. Some people were forced to come to North America. Right. Right. When we're talking about like slaves. Yeah. Right. Some people come to North America for different reasons. Perhaps they're refugees or they're, they're looking for better life in different ways. I don't. I think that all of us, by coming to this land and seeing it as a safe haven, mm-hmm. benefit from co- colonialism. So that is an important piece. And there are, we can't just play to everybody with one brushstroke, right? right. Um, yeah. That's and there's hugely ways, important. And there's different communities who are actually making big moves to work in solidarity with indigenous peoples, right? Um, so that's important to recognize as well. So yeah. there's just all these things that are tied up in there. And yeah. 
Wow. But, but some people would say Angela's only settler. I'm like, okay. So I just want to, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm really struggling with that with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the term settler comes from the, the differentiation in resource extraction colonialism from settler colonialism, which is when people came to settle and live on a land instead of just take it for its resources. Indeed. But settlers both, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> it's, exactly. Yeah, it's extractionary end, but Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, so the words we use are important. But, I mean, no, like, the three of us are all from European backgrounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's safe to say that we're all... I, my family, yeah. like, I mean, my, my grandma, great-grandma came here because of World War II, but, like, it was a settling. It was still because of yeah. settler colonialism that we were able to be here. And, like, I exactly. am a settler. You know what yeah. I mean? And mine, too. Yeah. And Absolutely. Mine. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Woo! It's okay. a red day today. Yeah, this is, this is intense. Let's <laughs> do this. really intense. It's very good. We're all like waving ourselves with our like pretend fans. Like, honey, it Normally is hot. It's cooler in here, but we can't have the fans. No, it's okay. No, I'm loving it. I think like it it just brings like a level yeah, of intensity. Just more that heat. <laughs> so more literal heat yeah. and figurative heat. <laughs> I love it. Maybe I can ask you this off air or we'll, Jesse will edit this out. But like yeah. one of... Um, I still feel like we talk about theory so much when it comes to indigenous perspectives. And one very, very valuable thing that I gained from you Mm. was the literal history lesson of it. Where it's like people like, oh yeah, settlers came over. End of end of lesson. Right. But in fact, it's very in-depth and it's very interesting. It's very sad. Mm -hmm. And it's what like, it's what propelled me forward to want to be an advocate. So I wonder if we can have like an extra special episode yeah. where you can just talk about the history of, of I would of love that. that. That would be amazing. Um, I would love that. Because for sure I can remember that day and like literally being slapped across the face. Being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why did I not know about this? This mm-hmm. is crazy talk. And and I think our listeners might have a similar um, reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I mean... So the the history thing is an interesting one. And I want to say, like, the presentation that you saw, I believe was, like, at least a three-hour presentation. It was long, yeah. It was a long one. Yeah. Like, we went in, and uh, it was all developed in collaboration with uh, John, who, again, who's Mi'kmaq from Shubenacadie. Uh, and there's so much history that we could have gone into. And the other thing I want to say is that I'm just bad with dates. Do you right. know what I mean? Unless right. I have my PowerPoint in front of me, I'm like, oh, the 50s, the 60s. Right. But I think that there is, oh, I love that this watercraft is coming my way. Like, y'all don't even know. Um, <laughs> I just like, the, the thing that, like, the thing that people don't recognize is that colonialism was very tangible, is very tangible, rather. It's not a was, it is, mm-hmm. it is. And they don't, people don't realize, like, the actual measures that were taken so in our teaching now and i think this this is post you being at teachers college we now do a a presentation an interactive activity called build a community where we talk about the actual like when rations were implicated you know when people were forced onto reserves when rations were put in place when people were no longer able to hunt and trap as they used to Mm -hmm. um we talk about the pass system that was put in place there's a documentary on that where people can google where indigenous nations uh people rather were literally not allowed to leave their reserves without specific permission from the indian agent who would say okay you can go for this many days you can have this on you this is the business you're going on and like people would be asked for their passes right um 
We don't talk about the fact that Indigenous women got the right to vote at a much later time than the rest of women in Canada, right? We Like, there's just so, like, there's so much. And there are dates behind this. There are real events behind this. People know this history. We just don't teach it. And mm-hmm. this is, again, coming back to the curriculum, why we're here today, right? Like, yeah. oh, many reasons why we're here today, yeah. which I love. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't talk. It's like, oh, well, we just, we can't know. No, there are people who mm-hmm. have done this history, most notably the first um, historian, indigenous historian, to do this work as part of her PhD was Dr. Olive Dickinson, and she has written textbooks who are just enlightening mm-hmm. about all these different, like what was happening between nations prior to contact. Like, what was that, you know, international relations like? Because really, that was it was international relations. I mean, mm-hmm. Canada is a big, what we now call Canada, is a big landmass, right? Nations, some of them are at war, some of them are at peace. We can know this information. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, it's and it's difficult for us to piece together some of this history um, as teachers because it hasn't necessarily been made child or student friendly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times teachers are doing their own research. This was the promise of this new curriculum. I am super sad. (sighs) Right. But what's beautiful is what has already been written. I have advanced copies of and I'm going to hoard those and photocopy them and like make like gorilla if you know if yeah, those don't go yeah, out yeah. to other people Actually. we're going to make gorilla right and what I loved about it is that they were making local beautiful things I had no idea of mm-hmm. that occurred across this province right and that's what we really need they're doing it in other provinces mm-hmm. here's the good news right Saskatchewan Alberta BC they are on it right what's going on in nova scotia like they they just they're they're so ahead of us right so even if ontario wants to go backwards like Mm -hmm. the other provinces like we can just continue to pull from them it's just a shame because we've always from my perspective we've always been one of the last provinces to do this work and it's shameful absolutely so anyway but if you want to do an entire thing like let me tell you like let me prepare my powerpoint let's get john to call in and let's just do it we should do a panel that would be that's okay i really i think it's so necessary me too because it really was the thing that slapped me in the face was like what are you doing it's so like this is history this is what happened yeah and i only you know me like i only respond to stories yeah Mm -hmm. my brain is so simple but (laughs) you okay (laughs) (laughs) no but stories are in a compelling way to do this work absolutely you know like i was working with with an, a number of educators yesterday they're all they all want to be principals and uh, like a handful of educators who are visiting from India and we did this build a community exercise and people like it's, a lot of it has to do with stories mm-hmm. and the people were moved and the reason why is because they were like Angela this was more than a book this was like it's an embodied exercise we felt it wow. and the people in India were like I know you all probably know this but this is new to us about Canada and all the teachers the principals or people are going to be principals were like um we don't know this we were not taught this my friends from india do not get it wrong you know so it was just like an interesting yeah it's just an interesting moment of learning for so many people Mm -hmm. the good news is this there are i would say almost a critic i was i think we actually are at a critical mass of people now who even though this is perhaps not the priority for the current government they're not going to let it go you know people are fiercely dedicated to this and the teachers that have been trained Mm -hmm. are gonna fucking still educate it yeah. Because because they because absolutely you they're not to. robots. Yeah, no, right? they're not yeah. robots. Yeah. They care, yeah. Yeah. and that's the beautiful part of education, right? Teachers have always been resistors, right? Mm-hmm. We are very. Um, we can be sneaky. <laughs> we can be super sneaky. <laughs> Me and, and no. <laughs> yes, and the reality is, my friends, is that we may have to mark 
and uh, evaluate based on curriculum expectations from the 90s, but we can still teach material from now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That's me are. snapping. I'm yes. so- Joining yes. the snaps, <laughs> double snaps, and we're I'm like we're gonna dedicate our platform to also educating, and mm-hmm. we we're gonna put together resources, and we're gonna have this panel. Gorgeous. Hopefully, yes, it's gonna happen. Amazing. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Without further ado, without further ado, should we quote? Yeah, let's quote. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's do this. Are now you ready? We've, like now that we've <clears throat> don't know what this is. So it's but it is consensual, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on consent. Consent is important. Okay, so like just That's give you a little bit anymore. of <laughs> no, it isn't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, but that joke is unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Can we really briefly before we quote? We absolutely. I'm happy. No, we're gonna no. Okay. Circle back to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taking your lead. Okay. Taking your to, lead. Um, to quote. So mm-hmm. these are nonsensical questions. I love it. Some of them make sense, uh, and we give you a minute to answer. Okay. And you try and answer as many as possible. Okay. You can just rapid fire out your answers. Oh, I'm so glad I watched Family Feud. Good. I'm ready. <laughs> Amazing. I've studied. Okay. Uh, Jesse, are you ready with the timer? I hope I'm not bad. No, no. You You're, can't be you, bad. Yeah, We're the ones really that are can't. bad. Okay. Tom, are you ready? I don't know. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Okay. Start. You start. Roses or rosé? Rosé. Star Wars or Storage Wars? Oh my God. Star Wars. Yes. Brains or beauty? Uh, both. Fiction or friction? Ooh, Fiction. Mr. Lube or Lube, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lube. Brussels sprouts or sunscreen? Oh my God, both please. Angie needs both. I'm so pale. (laughs) Vigilante or an anti-vigil? Oh, vigilante. RuPaul or Queer Eye? Queer Eye, Queer Eye, Queer Eye, and RuPaul. Queer Eye mostly, yes. Madonna or Gaga? Oh, Gaga, please, yes. Cottage cheese or cottage industry? Oh, cottage industry. Virgin Mary or Bloody Mary? Uh, Bloody Mary. Fern or urn? Oh, between two ferns. What? <laughs> Are you a morning or a night person? Both. Cappuccino or crap your chinos? <laughs> Cappuccino. <laughs> What's your favorite swear word? Fuck. Prolapse or pro-choice? Uh, pro-choice. <laughs> What's your favorite place you've ever visited? Um, Italy, where my parents are from. Amazing. Uh, Waspy brunch. Oh, 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 damn it. Oh. That was so good, though. Uh, thank you. I tried my best, and this was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. There was, like, so many I, I felt like I wanted to, like, go in depth on. Yeah, Do you know right? what I mean? Like, let me now really know comment why. on. <laughs> the Brussels sprouts or sunscreen? I don't really remember writing. Who wrote writing. that one? I, I didn't write that. Brussels it must have been me. sunscreen. That's super. Wow. I bet Jesse wrote it. Jesse. Jesse. Come on. He's trying to sabotage the podcast. The little saboteur. It's always good to have a trickster <laughs> character, just, like, in the corner. Do you know what I mean? Leprechaun. Back to your cage. <laughs> uh, oh, I shouldn't cage humor right now. Not funny. My, uh, my grandma used to keep a leprechaun uh, in a jar at the foot of the guest bed, and she said if I was bad, it would come out and tickle my feet. That's incredibly upsetting. Yeah, she that was is a wow. terrible Irish story. Catholic, so just like all that fear mongering yes. is really like how Oof. she taught me, you know? Mine God, was like my, my nana would say we'd be in Markham outside our front door, and my grandmother would be like, don't step off the sidewalk. A snake will bite you. <laughs> and it wasn't until I read Nino Ricci to understand the symbolism of the snake in Italian culture. But like before then, I was like terrified. And also, there are no snakes in Markham. So like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I just, wow. The things we tell children to keep them in line. I like know, I right? just, oh. Um, my grandma yeah. also sang me a song that if I didn't eat the crust of my toast, it would come and like um, assault me in my bed at night. That's a new one. Yeah. What the actual fuck? Yeah, it was a whole yeah. thing. It's like, it's like this person like sticks no, them under the plate. No, stop talking. I don't want to. The nope. crust walked I, I, up and grabbed you in bed. Don't, don't talk. Anyway. You make so much sense after hearing that story. Yeah. We all get a different level. <laughs> okay, who has silver linings? Um, I I have one. 
locked and loaded. Actually, I have two. I have one okay. more trivial. I watched the finale of season two of The Handmaid's Tale today. Okay. I was like, in, Shh, tell me nothing. I'm not going to say anything, but like, it, the writing is so phenomenal. The acting is out of this fucking world. Mm. Uh, I found out that the person who's doing it wrote it for a 10 season arc, which normally would bum me out, but I'm so fucking excited. If you guys haven't it's seen unreal. it. It's unreal. It was the best show on television. Unbel- yeah. Amazing. Like my favorite yeah. television show. And then second and more serious is um, there's this book called Transgender History uh, by historian Susan Stryker. And it just, it rings true with everything you're saying about the, the tangible histories and the importance of it. Because there's so much stuff I never knew. And I'm only like 50 pages in. Oh, so I would cool. urge everybody read to read it. It's very accessible. It's also academic. But like anyone could slash should read it. So yeah, that's my silver lining. Amazing. You're going to hear me talk a lot about that book probably. <laughs> okay. Um, my silver lining is lame. So I'll try to think of a, a better one. Okay. This is really, really cool. You were definitely a very favorite teacher of mine. And so to have you here doing this with me is really special and important. And that's a lame silver lining. No, I love it. I get it. I love it. I'm just going to take that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not lame. Love it. Okay, good. Beautiful. I just mean it's a bit of a cop out, but. No, no. Okay, yes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I love it. Thank you so much. That's very kind. That's a valid silver lining. Okay, fine. All right. Then I, I'm, I'll stick to it. I'll Good. Yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. Angela, do you have one? Silver linings, yes. Um. Oh, so many. So, like, I was just reading in this magazine, which uh, I feel forget what it's called, but, like, there are a group of activists um, in Berkeley who every Sunday get together ever since the last presidential election to have a potluck and then, like, do activist things to, what? like, resist. Whoa. Yeah, and I believe it's organized by two women who are partners and, like, they're just amazing. And what is this magazine? I feel like it's based on from the author of the book in the Company of Women and then there's, like, a magazine offshoot. And I just read about that last night and it just made me happy. Wow. Um, I'm just, like, really turning to community as, like, the silver linings and relationships of silver linings right now. Um, and what else is a silver lining? Yeah. Oh shit! Well, it shouldn't be taking me this long. No, no, you got it. You, that, yeah, I mean that was that amazing. was the big one. That yeah. was there's another one I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, I always look to the fact that like one of my favorite favorite writers, Roxane Gay, is like secret, somewhere secretly plotting with Channing Tatum to do some good work. And like yeah, they've come what? together. Yeah, because Roxane Gay like wrote an article I think for the New York Times about Magic Mike XXL, oh and God. then like it was delicious and then like Channing Tatum was like let's work together and like there's a picture of the two of them somewhere on the internet and like I just like think about that when I wake up in the morning I'm like it's coming do you know what I mean that's I'm awesome. like I'm yeah. ready for it so yeah a good Still storm is brewing. that's how I feel about RuPaul and Meredith Grey I'm so really? excited for whatever that is oh, it's exciting yeah. um, and RuPaul oh never mind um, I was gonna leak something okay we also need so Pamela this gorgeous terrifying feline oh, yeah. I was wondering I love that you didn't you didn't react to I was wondering this is a safe space right so, so like I'm just I'm fine with it but she's I'm, our mascot I was wondering yeah she's uh she's an she, item that was passed on yeah she's our mascot we dress her up uh, differently every week or sorry she dresses herself yeah, every week thank you Tom Respect um, her and so is this she from week, Star Wars this week well we want to get your take on what she might be this week yeah like I'm feeling like a Jedi like I'm yeah. just feeling like there might be some sort of like connection maybe like a Yoda situation yeah but like Yoda didn't have hair she is kind of like our Yoda yeah, yeah really. like, I'm into I, I feel Jedi I feel personally yeah. I feel Xena a little bit whoa oh, okay. I feel a little Aristotle okay indeed <laughs> I'm still sticking with Jedi. I love it. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. Elliot, did you have any input uh, on this? I was thinking she was like, 
uh, it was her first time leaving home, you know, and she's like just gonna explore the world. She's got her globe yeah. by yes. her hand, and she's gonna. <laughs> Wait, she has her globe to explore. The yeah, world? she's carrying it with her. She doesn't know how to explore <laughs> properly, and she has a metal straw. Because... It's very inefficient. Does she know that? And she, she has um, a belt around her waist for utilities that she might collect along the way. <laughs> Listen, I like Jedi. I'm feeling some powerful force yeah. energy. I just feel like this is a beautiful creative thing that you have part of your lives. Uh-huh. And I feel like this is also your living space. And I love that there's like a thing that like just gives us a different feeling and an inspiration that's ever evolving. That's I part of it. this. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about Pamela. Okay. So she's, you can tell she's not happy. That so. <laughs> oh my God, guys, she's I'm appalled. smiling so hard at her. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh no, this is like my wedding day. There was like a jaw problem that day. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to plug your things one more time before we go? Yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, I have a newsletter. Um, educators read it, but other people do too. You can find it on my website, www.angelanardozzi.com. <laughs> if you click on uh, Indigenous Education and then click on in- Listen and Learn, that's the name of the blog. So if you don't want to sign up for the newsletter, you can read that. I'm a life coach. I don't know. I do career coaching. So uh, if you're interested, yeah, you can also find that when you go to AngelaNardozzi.com and click on coaching. So yeah. Cool. Get in touch. Get in touch. You're a whole corporation. I'm I'm a thing. I know, which is weird, right? Because like a year and a half ago, I'm like working for the government, not super happy and just got to the PhD. Like, what can I actually do? I don't want to be an academic. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I have a thing. Oh, and that people makes me are into it. so happy. I need to hear that. People can do it. You like you can you can make it work. And it's just amazing to see people do that and find spaces, non-toxic spaces that they can work in and move in. I'm changing my silver lining to everything you just said. Okay. <laughs> yes. That was amazing. It's just doable. hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Silver lining. I'm just it's now doable. brighter than oh, I was it's before. A PhD right now. Oh. Soon. I start in September, but Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. yes, I'm excited for you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it was hard. Yeah. Not that necessarily academically, but more like anxiety-wise slash toxic oh, right. sort of stuff-wise. Yep. Well, yeah. And you can get through it and you will and you're going to kill it. Yeah. And yeah. you seem stronger for it. So yes. that's oh, what... Oh, aren't I? Yeah. But I didn't digest well for four years. So that was like... <laughs> and then I realized it when I woke up. So stock like, up on Metamucil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like woke up. As I was finished, I'm like, oh, that wasn't normal. <laughs> The effects of stress. That Real. is queer. That yes. is queer. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Beautiful. Um, Elliot, plug us. Uh, so we're Dickwick on Instagram. Do you queer what I queer on Facebook? Do you queer what I queer at gmail.com? Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, listen on SoundCloud. Fucking tell us what you think about this and tell us what you want us to talk about. Yes. And um, keep fighting. Keep fucking fighting. Do your homework, everyone. You heard it here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, I'm sorry that I barked at no, you. No, no. I was just like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the patriarchy is right here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Okay. Until next time. Yeah. Until next See Tuesday. you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. <laughs> No, one, two, ready, go. Yes.